Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. The topic tonight is Attracted, the Law of Attraction game. And our guest tonight is Egan Sanders. We're going to bring Egan on in just a bit, but I want to talk about the notion of our human potential, our ability to create as um, um, humans on this planet. The the idea of um, being nervous or anxious about the future because there's so much upheaval in our society, um, it's easy to understand how if you look at the media, if you look at the, the face, if you will, that society is projecting on itself, there can be a lot of um, conflicting ideas, conflicting messages, and um, many different um, stories or paradigms that seem to be unfolding. And to, to really have some confidence in the future, um, for some people it can be difficult because there's so much upheaval. But, but we, the human beings on this planet, we, the people, are the creators. Indeed, we decide what happens on this planet. If you go through our mythology, never once has a glowing beam come down from the heavens and silence the guns of a war or some deity stand on a hillside and wave a divine wand and transform the slums into palaces. It doesn't happen that way. It's We're here for the human experience. We're here to master the art of being a human being in a very um, turbulent karmic storm, if you will. And there's nothing whatsoever to worry about. The, the continuity of consciousness is assured. The The story we're playing out is merely a chapter of a much bigger book of, of our galactic history, if you will. And what I like about um, tonight's episode is we're, we're talking about consciously creating what we desire and to take the time to consciously decide, regardless of what our eyes show us the collective consciousness is doing, regardless of, of the mumbo-jumbo that the saber-rattlers or the apocalyptic um, um, personas are portraying as the future of humanity, we as individuals share in the ability to create where humanity's going. And that brings us to tonight's episode. Attracted is the name of a game that's based on the law of attraction. And it was it was conceived by Egan Sanders, our guest tonight. And when we when we what I really like about this episode is we're taking the 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 ability to create on an individual basis and we're we're showcasing that. And the more we do that, the more we have trust, if you will, in our individual ability to create, the more confident we can be about our, our future. Egan is an intuitive counselor, coach, and author. He has worked with thousands of people since 1990 and has been studying and applying the law of attraction for over 30 years. Egan is a great resource for those looking to reach their next level of spiritual growth and empowerment. He is also the creator of Attracted, the Law of Attraction board game. And you can learn more about Egan by visiting his websites, mytransformationcoach.net 
or attractedgames.com. Please join me in welcoming Egan to the show. Egan, it's so nice to have you on our show tonight. Thank you, Les. Uh, it's an honor. Thank you. So you've been you've been an intuitive counselor, coach, and author now for many years. You've worked with thousands of people since 1990. I have. What brought you to creating a, a game based on the law of attraction? Well, I've studied the law of attraction for probably 30 years. You know, I kind of have done every different type of process, different approach, many different things. It just, it's something that fascinates me. Uh, basically, the idea for Attractive came out of uh, frustration. I was kind of like in a, in a stagnant period. Um, I was, I'd been going through a lot of changes in my life, my personal life. I was going through a stagnant period, and I knew I wanted to do something different. I like coaching and counseling. I still teach classes. I still write. But I thought there had to be a different way to convey the information, and I just didn't know what that was. One day, I saw a little boy playing. It was very simple. He was just playing with like a toy airplane, and he just was so joyful, so lighthearted, so carefree. And I thought to myself, gee, I wish I was as happy as that kid when I'm applying the law of attraction. What if I made creating my reality into a fun game and not a chore? Because at that point, it felt like, you know, like a discipline, a chore. It was like a very serious business trying to create what I want. So we're going to take uh, some time and talk about the attractive game. Let's put some context to this topic. I mean, what is the attractive game? Basically, um, it's attractive is a board game. It can also be used as a divination tool or a meditation device or a self-development course. So essentially, you have a game board. You have game tokens, which the correct technical term in, in gaming terms is meeples, mini peoples, so little tokens that look like human beings. And um, there's 30 game positions on the board. So basically, you're rolling the dice. You are moving... Um, the game tokens along, the number of positions. And when you land on a game position, you pick a card. There are 48 attractive cards. These cards expand your awareness and accelerate the law of attraction. So essentially, the way you play the game is you set a goal and then start rolling the dice and start, and start expanding your awareness and, and focusing and bringing the energy of what you want into manifestation. So the cards are um, not directed toward, towards this specific manifestation since when you start the game you create an intention the cards support all forms of intention yeah it, it's kind of um, it works with belief systems it can be an action plan um, it can talk about deservability or changing your emotions um, we do have four cards that talk about abundance you know relationship or love enlightenment and health so we found that when we play the cards randomly um, usually the people pick the cards that are appropriate for them synchronistically, but all of them basically raise your energy level. As a matter of fact, a good way to play the game is when you're in a bad mood. So if you said you're like in a very bad mood, which I've done sometimes and tested out, I start playing the game for 15 to 20 minutes, I can't stay in the bad mood because it forces me into a good mood. Well, could you make the, the game magnetic so you could play it if you're stuck in traffic? No, wait, that distract from driving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do, yeah, do not play attractive while driving. That's not a good idea, although I sometimes <laughs> use some of the techniques. <laughs> and we can, um, I think what would be interesting is if, if we want to, uh, Les, we can take a moment and actually, I can actually do one of the attractive cards if you think that would be interesting for the listeners. Sure. Okay. So let's do this one together. I'll, I'll pick one that's kind of interesting. Um, so what Hold I want you to do, Les, and I'll, and I'll tell us, tell us to the um, listeners as well, think of a goal that they want to manifest. And you don't have to tell me what your goal is, but just think of something you would like to create or attract or maybe improve in your life. Sure. And when that comes to mind, just let me know. I'm ready. Okay, great. So... I'm going to pretend that I picked card number four, which is easy. So let's, as a group, do this card. So here we go. Car attractive card number four, easy. Life can be easy if you allow it to be. 
Share one thing that is easy and effortless for you to do. So, Les, what's one thing that's easy and effortless for you to do? Um, make fun at our um, c- cultural habits. Okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting response. I don't think I've ever gotten that one, but that's good. Um, step number three on the card is other players, just rolling along, other players are welcome to briefly share one as well if they wish. So I'll be the other player. So one thing that's easy and effortless for me to be is, um, is to attune to spiritual knowledge. Okay. All right. Now, step number four. I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes, unless, of course, you're driving. But close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And then slowly let it out and relax. For 30 seconds, Les, and the listeners, I want you to imagine that your goal and feeling is appearing in your life effortlessly. All doors are open. All resources are available to you. Everything is easy for you. It is easy as breathing. Begin now, and when the 30 seconds are up, I will let you know. And when you're ready, open your eyes, and let's briefly share any thoughts, images, or feelings you receive while imagining ease and effortlessness. Well, the feeling of uh, creation, it's, the, the sense I got is, um, well, I'm creating all the time, and this process, kind of put me uh, metaphorically in the driver's seat or maybe bringing me more consciously aware of what I intended to create? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting and, and attractive. Some of the game positions, we just meditate literally for 30 seconds. I, you know, we kind of set an intention, you know, a set a different energy. And then I'll say, you know, close your eyes and imagine this happening or you know, it could be different things. Sometimes if it's healing, it could be like giving healing energy for 30 seconds or abundance or love. And really, all you really need is about 30 seconds to kind of create a gap in the stream of consciousness, in your reality, to kind of throw something in there and then kind of let that echo out into your reality. Um, so the easy one is, it sounds like a very simple meditation that we did, but quite often I found when I've been working with people with the game and myself, is that uh, we set goals and then we create obstacles or we resist it. And so when we go to the opposite polarity of saying, what if everything was easy and effortless? What if doors were open? It kind of is like a permission slip for people to um, open up, you know, to be, to be receptive to a new perception about their reality and, and, and become magnetic to it. Well, I like that. You know, when you go into a theater to watch a movie, I think it, there's something that happens in our brain that says, okay, when the movie starts, I'm not going to think. It's like you're going to read a book. You're going to participate in a story, and, and you kind of mm-hmm. let go of the life outside of the theater, if you will. And what it felt like to me when we went through that process, the breathing brought us into our bodies more fully, brought our awareness into this moment more fully. And then the 30 seconds of pause, I mean, it's like you're cutting a hole of time out of who we think we are. Like Just like going to a movie, we're going to let go of what's happening outside. And we go inside to watch the movie, this... This process seems to do just that. It takes you inside yourself and then through your intention and whatever card is drawn, you're bringing that um, awareness like front and center right in front of you on the big screen, um, what you had intended to create. I, I like it. Well, reality for me, even though we live or appear to live in a physical reality, it's kind of an inside job. It's really in your consciousness. I can be standing next to a person, and, they, and we can be experiencing something similar or be in a similar situation, but we can have vastly different realities with different reactions, belief systems, etc. So I find that when we're working with the law of attraction, 
we really want to work on all the levels. We want to work on the mental level, the emotional level, and the physical level. When I do the easy card, when I really, you know, just kind of tune into the energy of ease, I feel my body relax, my breathing slows a little bit. I feel like lighter or more harmonious, like energies or vibrations moving through my body. Um, and that allows me to attune to that. So to me, a lot of the law of attraction is, what, is, is more about attuning something. It's not necessarily creating something new. It's attuning, focusing on, looking for something, looking for a different energy, something to focus on. Well, I mean, you've been studying and applying the law of attraction for 30 years. I mean, what, what has surprised you about the law of attraction over that time, and what have you learned? I think what surprised that law of attraction is in the early days, I kept on trying to figure out what was the technique, what was you know the, the, the secret system, what was the one thing you could do. And what I found was basically you can create your reality in many different ways. You know, basically our thoughts, our emotions, our actions are all creative. So there's no one system. I know currently in the marketplace of metaphysics and law of attraction there are certain teachers which are well-known, certain films, and they'll say, well, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. But what I was told early on by a teacher was that there really were no rules. It didn't mean that there weren't, like, principles that you could follow, but there was a lot of flexibility, you know. So I was able to create things in, in, in ways that I hadn't really done before. Like, I was very mental, so I'd read a lot of books, but I w- did meditate. Then I started meditating, and I was sort of visualizing things. And then I ended up doing treasure maps, which are now called vision boards. That's the modern name for it. But back in my day, they called them treasure maps, where you would focus on what you wanted, put pictures and affirmations on a cardboard doohickey. And, um, you know, you would focus on it. And, it, you know, it was kind of like a creative thing to do. And I did it, and I had, like, amazing results. I even taught some classes about it. So that kind of surprised me that there was many different ways to create your reality. And, um, you know, again, a lot of the time, you know, we think we're trying to create something new, but really we already are masters of it. We're, we're always creating our reality. I'm creating my reality right now. You're creating it, co-creating it with me. So the idea that we have to learn something, it's more like just acknowledging how powerful we are and then, and then creatively working with the law of attraction power. So, I mean... And I agree. We're we're the the principles of creation don't have an on-off switch. Um, what are some common mistakes that people make when they try to use a law of attraction work for them? I mean, I've 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 met people at metaphysical fairs or whatnot, and and they've kind of resigned themselves that it just doesn't work. I mean. What would you say are some of the common mistakes people make? Ooh, there's so many. <laughs> and I made all of them. So, you know, <laughs> learn from direct things. So I'll tell some funny stories. Like uh, back in the late 80s, I read The Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts, which is, you know, one of the, you know, key metaphysical books, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And it's a channel book where Jane Roberts channels are being named Seth. And he says, you know, you create a reality. You can do this. You can do that. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, so, uh, you know, we're creating our reality in our body. Oh, it means I can eat anything and not gain any weight. So, so overnight I went from being a vegetarian to going and eating a hamburger, like, you know, and fries every day and a soda. And so I'm like, so I'd be eating the food and drinking the soda. I'm like, I'm not getting any weight. I create my reality. Well, about two weeks later, when I gained a couple of pounds, I'm like, you know, I don't think I have this exactly <laughs> figured out. So that was like one of my experiments. Um, um, there was another one where um, I wanted to heal my eyes. So I got, I was studying Edgar Casey and holistic healing. And, you know, Edgar Casey was a sleeping prophet. He taught all these, you know, really wonderful things about healing and, you know, with his Association for Research and Enlightenment and all these unusual things. So, what happened was my glasses got broken. I was wearing eyeglasses at the time, and, you know, they got, they got cracked. And so I said, all right, I'm going to heal my eyes. So I made my first treasure map, and I was trying to do the affirmations, and I was kind of trying to massage my eyes. And my eyesight improved a little bit. But what I later learned, on, learned about, you know, healing with the law of attraction is that you have to go to root cause. You have to really look at some of your belief systems. What am I not looking at? What is this a symbol of? So another mistake people make is not going deep enough, you know, really saying, okay, what do I really believe about this? 
goal? Do I believe I can have it? Do I believe I deserve it? What is my belief system? I notice a lot of metaphysical people will try to pave over things. There's a very popular teaching. I won't say what it is or who the teacher is, but they'll say, just feel good. You know, make yourself feel good all the time. You feel like you're having a bad day? Just, just shift yourself into feeling good. Well, that's a nice sentiment about feeling positive all the time. The problem is nobody's positive all the time. It's actually quite a destructive thing to force yourself into a positive mood or to love somebody when you don't feel like doing it. It's not natural. So I see a lot of people who are trying to create something, and they'll be like, okay, I want to win the lottery. I want to win the lottery. Fear comes up, and they're like, okay, I better push that away. Get away from the bad feelings. And they don't ever examine what is the cause of those negative feelings, what their belief systems are, and therefore they don't manifest what they want. Does that make sense? Sure, but yes, indeed. And, and I mean, I guess what you're saying to kind of take a broader swath at it is until you, until you do take a look at that, those underlying beliefs and feelings, until you actually do kind of delve into the shadow side of yourself and then release and, and um, heal that, it seems like perhaps your conscious mind can daydream whatever the hell it wants and that there's some aspect of you that's incongruent with it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you read about the law of attraction, you're like, oh, all I got to do is visualize and say an affirmation or a mantra and I'll get what I want. But it's actually much deeper than that. So there's a whole industry of people saying, hey, just do this in five minutes and your problems are solved. Well, not so fast. Because if you're really trying to change something major in your life, you may have many belief systems or experiences or things that, you know, are restricting you. We actually have a card in a, a tractate called Revise. And the idea is that, you know, let's say you're focusing on a goal. And uh, let's say we'll use money because that's actually a lot, about 70% of people actually play a track. A lot of times it's about a money goal or career goal or something finances. So, so they'll say something like, oh, I want to make money. So in the Revise card, I'll say to you, is there anything standing between you and your goal? Is there some sort of negative memory that happened to you in the past around your goal that, you know, that, that, that may be affecting you? So somebody might say, well, you know, when it comes to money, my, you know, I grew up poor, my mother didn't want me to have things, or my parents you know, were cheap with me or something. So what if we in the rise card and attracted, I actually have them go back to that memory and I have them change it. I just say go back to that memory see how you wanted the things play out, see how you wanted it, you know, um, to be. And then that will change your consciousness. It can, it can change the past, but it will change your energy and how you feel about it and about your goal. And it's a very simple technique, but I actually used it personally for myself because I had a, um, a negative experience uh, with my parents, with my mother in particular. Uh, one time she got really, really mad at me. And um, so that memory was like still in my consciousness. And, when I was developing Attracted, I realized that, that that experience had really affected me as an adult. It was something I was still working through, and I was like, yeah, that, that like made sometimes relationships or connecting with people a little bit difficult because I wasn't sure if I was going to be attacked or if I could trust people. It was my mother, you know, and then you know, I couldn't quite trust her. So I went back and changed the memory where she was very loving, forgiving, kind, and I noticed after that that it did clear up something in my consciousness and I had a different experience, you know, in certain situations. So, you know, we don't... You talk about the shadow. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the book um, Spiritual Bypassing. Are you familiar with that book, Les? No. Spiritual Bypassing was written by, I think, Augustus... I think it's Augustus Masters, I believe his name is. Anyway, Spiritual Bypassing is basically avoidance. Um, it's avoiding the shadow because, you know, you're sort of trying to be a good spiritual person and then these negative feelings come up or negative experiences come up. And so what you actually try to do is um, when you're spiritually bypassing, um, you're avoiding things because you don't want to feel the pain. So you'll notice, you know, if we, if we go on to, you know, different metaphysical teachings, a lot of times they talk about, feeling good all the time. You can feel good all the time. You don't have to, you know, worry about stuff. Um, but spiritual bypassing is the tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, 
psychological wounds, basically unfinished developmental tasks. So one part of attractive is that if somebody's playing the game and they get upset and something is really triggered with them, we have a card called clearing resistance. And so the moderator of the game will sort of walk that person through and say, do you want to kind of go deeper into this issue, whatever's coming up for you? And the person might say yes. And then we sort of identify what that feeling is, where it is in the body, and then we do a process to transform it. But we're sort of being clean and honest and direct with it. So I didn't want to create a game where it was just like, you know, visualize this in five minutes, you'll have what you want, because that's not been my experience. I've had to do a lot of deep inner emotional and mental growth to sometimes make changes in certain areas of my life. And so even though attractive can shift a person and open up doorways, there are certain issues that we have to confront, and it can't just be brushed away like in five minutes. Well, the game seems like a nice context to do that in, in the sense that through the 48 cards and the movement around the board, you're kind of stepping out of your life and participating in a game that takes you um, in a roundabout way um, into your own psyche, if you will, and through the synchronous cards you draw, based on the intention you set before the game, you would um, draw the cards that would be um, most likely to target the actual feeling, emotion, or belief that is impeding you from your intentions being fulfilled. Is that the gist of it? Yes, you brought the... You brought up a good point because the way you play attracted is we have something called the goal and feeling statement. So the first thing you do in attracted is we get around in a circle and I say, okay, what is your goal? You have a little goal pad. And we create a two-sentence um, goal and feeling statement. The first sentence is your goal, you know, what you want to manifest. The second sentence is how you would feel when you get it. So like, for example, if I said um, um, I'm now financially abundant, and then the second sentence would be, I feel secure, I feel free, I feel happy, I feel, you know, whatever it is. You come up with usually four adjectives. So what we try to do with the goal is we try to pair a belief or, or actually a goal or a detention with the emotions. Because if you add a goal and then you locate or identify with the emotions you want to feel, that will give more energy to it. And then every time you take a turn less, you actually repeat your goal and feeling statement out loud in the game, and then you roll the dice and move the token and then pull a card. So you're kind of embedding your goal and the feelings you want to experience in your psyche and your subconscious and then playing the cards along those lines. So you have to know what you're going to feel. You have to know what you want. And we word it in the positive as if it's already an accomplished fact, as if you've already accomplished it. And that's how we set the goal and attract it. Well, I like it. So... I mean, where's, where can this take you? For example, can a law of attraction game be used to achieve uh, personal enlightenment? Well, what we narrowed down is that in, when you're playing the game, there's usually four areas of life. We, we usually, these are general. Health, wealth, love, or expression which can also be like creativity or enlightenment. Those are generally the four you know, areas, health, wealth, love, and expression. So for me, I mean, I've used, I've played every type of goal with the game. It's been very interesting. Um, I, I've been obsessed with expanding awareness, spirituality, um, enlightenment, many of these things I've studied with different masters. So I actually use the game to expand my awareness in terms of enlightenment. Um, I was recently playing a game with, um, with somebody at a game night. I host these once a month at the healing studio in Broomfield. And, um, so I set a goal that it's, it's easy and simple for me to live in the highest consciousness. And so I was playing with that goal, and I, I picked the enlightenment card because we have the enlightenment card. And what I noticed was is that when I set the goal that, you know, it could be, you know, it could be easy and simple to live in the highest consciousness, new ideas came to me, new techniques came to me, um, new perceptions came to me, because enlightenment can often be depicted as, demanding, exhausting, that only a few special people can reach and you have to like really, you know, slave away or be in a monastery or something. And so that's like an old time, you know, perception about enlightenment. So I noticed that when I do that for sort of a personal growth goal, 
suddenly new tools, new ideas, new perceptions come about. And that's, you know, been an often fascinating thing about affirmations or goals in general is that when you set like an intention or a goal, um, you begin to notice things, you know, like uh, I'm doing a class um, on Monday uh, at the Healing Studio again. It's about affirmations. It's called affirmation power. And so in the class, um, you know, I use, you know, different examples of different affirmations that I've used, you know, over the years. Um, so one, one affirmation I like to use is, and this can also be a goal, is I see the world in new and wondrous ways. I see the world in new and wondrous ways. As we get older, sometimes we become jaded or we become stuck in a certain viewpoint. And when I used to do the affirmation, I see the world in new and wondrous ways, I would discover things. I would see beauty around me in nature or I might see a little, you know, baby playing or I would something that would make me laugh or delight me. So it's fascinating how when we focus on a goal or an affirmation or idea and we just kind of put a little bit of energy into it, it changes how we perceive reality, and that creates that reality. It's a, it's an infinite loop in that sense. So, is there an element of mindfulness in this? Um, how does mindfulness play into working with the law of attraction? I think the, the most of my work, and, and I think attracted is, is emblematic of this, is it's a blending of mindfulness and reality creation, or the law of attraction. So, you know, in the old days when I was into the law of attraction or studying about reality creation, you know, I understood the principle. I would do different techniques. But slowly I realized that really you can create your reality in so many different ways. It can be from what you say. It can be from how you move your body. Um, it can be what, for what you look for or what you actually ignore. But the thing is, Les, you've got to pay attention. And this is what we kind of go back to the previous question you asked about the mistakes that people make. They don't pay attention. They go unconscious. They think they're trying to be a conscious creator. They think they're trying to create, you know, the reality consciously. But I was only aware of how unconscious I was until I became more mindful, which sounds like strange, but I was trying to create things and I was like, why this isn't that working? Why isn't that working? And then if I went to a deeper level, I was like, oh, I became aware of certain habits and patterns and things I was doing or saying or not doing and saying. And so the skill of mindfulness um, is very important. I spent a lot of time studying um, like material by Adi Shanti or Eckhart Tolle or some of the work of David R. Hawkins, who wrote Power Versus Force. And they really talked about, you know, basically just pay attention. What's going on in your consciousness? What's a real thought? What's a real emotion? And what's perhaps going on on the divine level. And so being mindful, you know, when I do my law of attraction classes, we spend about five minutes just doing mindfulness, you know, noticing your breathing, the taste in your mouth, the temperature, sounds in the room. We do that for five or ten minutes, and then people are like, well, why are you doing that for a law of attraction class? I'm like, well, how are you going to be able to pay attention to use a law of attraction techniques if you're unconscious? You've got to pay attention. We're creating our reality with everything we do. And if you can just be awake enough, you can create miracles. I've seen it. I've experienced it when I've really paid attention and been mindful. So they have to go together. If, if you read a Law of Attraction book which doesn't talk about being mindful, you might want to look for another book. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> well, um, how have people uh, have people been getting good results with your game? I've gotten a bunch of testimonials. I've had different experiences. I mean, I've played it more than anybody else. So I was actually playing Attracted to create my company. <laughs> so, so I was like, I was developing the first prototype, and I'm like, I was playing Attracted, and I'm like, well, you know, I need a good graphics person. I need help with this. And then I was like attracting those people. So I had very unusual experiences of attracting all sorts of things. I mean, there was one point, and this is a true story, is that very early on I had a client who came to me for counseling, and she said, uh, you know, I think I might know somebody who might just give you the money for, you know, to help you along, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And so we did a business plan and all those things, and I was playing the game and everything with the goal of, you know, getting the financial support. Anyway, it ended up that the guy was a billionaire, which I had never met a billionaire, but she knew a billionaire. And even though it didn't work out with that person, it wasn't the right, like, business connection, 
shortly after that, I did receive other money, which was like the seed money to do the prototypes, the testing. I mean, it took quite a bit of money to get the graphics right, to get the writing done with the team that worked on. There was a lot of that was involved. So, um, so for me, I got great results using the game, and I was learning lessons. I've had other people like had healings, you know, like they come in with a health goal and then it gets healed. Um, I have some friends who played the game and then um, their finances improved. Another lady got a check in the mail. Um, some folks, some people were looking for a place to live and they played the game once and then it changed, um, you know, you know, their reality and then all of a sudden they stepped into it. So there's different ways you can work with the game. You can play the game solo where you can just set a goal and then, you know, roll the dice and pull cards. You can play with up to two or nine people, which is another way to play it. Um, you can play it like as a coach. I use it in my coaching now. Somebody comes to me with an issue, I help them set a goal, and then I play the game with them, and then I'm adding other things to help them coaching along. Um, so people have gotten all sorts of results. With the game deck, with those 48 cards, there's also another deck of cards, which I haven't mentioned. There are 31 cards called the magnet cards. They're red. Um, they, they're numbered, and they kind of go more deeply into the law of attraction. Really, those cards are like a course in the law of attraction, and a lot of people like to just pull one of those a day and kind of read it and kind of get some sort of inspiration. So I find that when people are using them on a consistent basis or really doing what the cards say, they get very good results. We actually have a card um, in the game called Action. So, Because sometimes people in the law of attraction will talk about visualization and prayer and mind treatment and, you know, whatever, good karma, whatever. But the action card is about what's your goal, what steps could you take to take towards it? Now do them because we live in a physical reality for the most part. You've got to take some sort of physical action or at least be open to things. So we reinforce the idea of taking action. So basically less, if people are mindful, they play with the game, they take action on their goals and kind of follow the techniques, they will get a result. Usually I find within 24 hours something synchronistic happens when people are very clear on a goal. Well, it sounds like you're um, unraveling, so to speak, the players. Um, it, I mean, we're talking about bumping up against beliefs, bumping up against feelings, emotions that are incongruent, that are contradictory to what we want to manifest or what our intentions are, and over this conversation you've talked about um that process of being mindful and and going in deeper if you will and i mean you're really talking about unraveling our past and returning us to some um perhaps a deeper layer of truth that might have been more uh commonplace to ourselves in the past it it's almost like we're rewriting the scripts of our life? That we have, we have some of the rewriting the script, but if you think about a little child left, if you watch a little kid, like in a day, a little kid can be an astronaut. They can be a soldier. You know, they can just be a little kid. They can cry. They can, but they can be a lot of different characters and take on with their imagination uh, many different realities, many different personas. We have that same ability. But too often as we sort of, um, you know, become con- conditioned by linear logical reality and the, and, and the media and the things that we see around ourselves, the conditioning, we limit ourselves. And so we, we limit ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to sort of open up to other realities and possibilities that are right there. So, yeah, you've got to go deep. You know, if you want to break free um, of the matrix, so to speak, you've got to really stretch yourself. And so... You know, we actually had another version of the game, which I'll just briefly mention just out of curiosity for the listeners. But when I originally developed Attractive, the first level of the game was a personal goal. So you pick something you want to manifest in your life just for personal satisfaction. The second level of the game, which we have, which we have the experimental game, and we tested that a little bit, is the global game. That's like when you pick a goal for the world, like... I now live in a world of peace. I now live in a, in a world of unconditional love. I now live in a world of free energy. It could be anything. And when you played the global game of Attractive, that was very weird when I used to play that because I would see the outer world change around me like in very subtle ways. But there's another level of Attractive too. 
the final level, which was the deepest level, which is kind of alluding to your question about deep inner work, was called the quantum leap level. So the quantum leap level of attracted is you're still playing the thing, you're playing the cards, and the cards are more or less the same, but there's usually more steps and stages involved. And it goes really much more deeply. There's usually a couple of extra steps in some of the cards. And sometimes when I was playing the testing with some of the people, sometimes they would crack up a little bit because it would, it would trigger something, it would get to some deep issue, and it was too intense, you know, for probably about 50% of the people because it would just be, it, it would kind of get down to like very deep root issues. You know, a little tip for the listeners, and this is something I talk about in my classes, is that when you get upset about something, when you have a fear about something, now, there's a couple of things you can do. You can avoid that fear. You can talk to the fear. You can send love to it. But you can also look at it as a belief. And a simple question you can ask yourself is, why am I reacting that way? Why am I reacting that way? This is a very interesting question. Why am I reacting that way? The other day I got upset about something. And so I stopped and I said, why am I reacting that way? And what it shifted was, instead of getting angry at that person or frustrated or being the victim or the complainer, it was like, oh, I'm reacting that way because of this, that, and the other thing that happened in the past and these other experiences. And then I was able to sort of step out of that, expand my awareness, let go of any weird energy with that person, and it actually was liberating. So if we're going to break free of the matrix and break free of our own limitations, You've got to know what you actually believe. You've got to face it. You've got to look at it. If you try to avoid it, if you try to put a Band-Aid on it, if you try to pave it over, and that's what I call a lot of people who try to be positive all the time, where they try to pave over their negative feelings or the unwanted feelings, the shadow. Um, you know, unless you really face it, you will be limited to a degree, to a large degree, actually. Well, if you were to look at yourself now, today, maybe five years ago, ten years ago, and you look at how you yourself have evolved with your own consciousness and through the process of this game, you're you're honing and becoming more mindful and intentional about the process of creation. If you were to project on the other side of this now into the future, who do you become as an individual as you as you get more and more attuned and um, trusting of your ability to create? I'll be honest. Um, you know, sometimes we get into the law of attraction and creating a reality. We have ego-driven ideals, the things that we want. And there's nothing to matter with having a nice car or a beautiful partner, et cetera, et cetera. But the preface to attract it was simply this for me, and this was the turning point in my life is that I was in a long-term relationship with somebody I loved. It fell apart, and I went into a very dark night of the soul. I really began questioning things. I began struggling. I really had to call on a higher power, and I realized that I wanted, I wanted something higher than myself. It wasn't about controlling other people or you know, making a million dollars, although that's fine, but I knew that there was some higher thing that I had to shoot for in terms of manifesting or my evolution. And that simply was waking up, stepping out of the ego, stepping out of the mind, and thinking basically as my higher self or as my divine self. So when I look to the future, to me, reality creation is our divine right. It's something that we have. It's something that as you practice it like learning music or playing the piano, you expand your ability to apply it. But really, for me, it was born out of crisis, this thing with the game, because, you know, the time before it, it was not an easy time for me. I was questioning things. But once I aligned with my higher self, and once I began to ask bigger questions, things reshaped themselves. So this tool attracted. People can use it to manifest a car or a relationship. Other people will manifest it to basically become awake in the dream of reality. This, this, we actually have a card and we get attracted called Dream. And it's a very strange card because you're sort of doing an, in, an interrogatory process about looking around the reality as a dream that you can change, that you can alter, very much like the Matrix. My goal really for this game is to get it into millions of people's hands so they can awake from the dream of fears, limitations, illusions, and separation. You know, separation from you know, the ecstatic flow that's possible for all of us. 
So that's my dream for the game, is for it to reach many, many people and to help them awake, awake from this uh, sometimes frustrating um, experience on planet Earth. Can you see um, how your game could change the world? Well, you know, there was a guy back in the 1920s and 30s, Julius Rosenwald. He was the president of Sears Roebuck um, for many years. He became very wealthy. Sears Roebuck was the sort of Walmart and Amazon of its time combined into one with their mail order and many, many things that they offered. Anyway, he wanted to do philanthropy. He was a billionaire in today's money. So what he decided to do is he worked with the Tuskegee Institute. And they said, you know what? In the South, we have all these African-American people who have these really substandard schools. Can you help us? So Julius Rosenwald went out. He went to these communities and said, look, I'm going to give you $3,000. If you guys collect $3,000 from your community, I will build you a school, which can also double as a community center. Julius Rosenwald in that program, he built 5,000 schools from Maryland all the way down to Texas. Maya Angelou went to one of his schools. Many people did. It made a big difference in that community. I think we have a better country for his work. So when I'm looking at how my game can change the world, and I know you know this, Les, is that when we look at the world, it's a beautiful place. We have a lot of natural resources. It's really a paradise. But it's the consciousness of humanity that really throws a monkey wrench into things. So my goal with the game is that I get into a lot of millions, millions of people's hands. They learn how to set goals. They learn how to change their emotions. They learn how to change their beliefs. Without me, and I'm a life coach, but I can't, you know, <laughs> work with a million people, um, but it can get into those hands. And if enough people become more conscious, then we can usher in another golden age, another period where people know who they are, they know their creative power, and we can love each other. We don't have to compete with each other or struggle through life. That's one of the difficult things sometimes when I'm playing attracted with people is that they struggle. They're struggling to fulfill their needs. I don't want them to struggle. I want them to be a master, a master of their own reality. That's what I want for myself and I want it for them. And so I hope the game will reach many, many people and be accessible to them and help them do just that because one person thinking positive thoughts isn't enough. We need a good percentage of people thinking in a higher consciousness to see that outwardly expressed, you know, widely in our reality. Very well spoken. I like that. So let's get to um, how do how do our listeners get your game? Well, currently um, there's a couple of ways. Um, I do do game events. I'm in the Colorado area, uh, Denver, Boulder. So I do game events. I'll be doing one. I think on the I think on the 22nd of September at uh, Full Moon Books in at Lakewood, where I'll be playing the game with people. I'm also going to be this upcoming weekend, the 7th, 8th, and 9th, at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo at the Denver Merchandise Mart Celebration Fair. We'll be there three days. I'll be playing games with people and selling them there. Um, also, they can simply go on our website, which is attractitgames.com, and they can simply order it, and I ship it out from the Attracted headquarters, which is my home. <laughs> so I have everything stocked in my home. People have been ordering it from around the country. I pack it up and I go to the post office and it's on the way. Well, I like it. So we've been talking about the game and you have your MyTransformationCoach.net website. Tell us about um, that side of you. I mean, do you work with uh, clients one-on-one in person or through the Internet or telephone? I, I usually do it by phone. I'm, I'm used to, you know, telephone work. So at one point I used to be a, a psychic counselor on a hotline. This was many years ago. But I found that I had clients all over the world. And so I have people from Great Britain or Australia or, you know, wherever they call me from. So I do it mostly by phone. Um, I'm clairvoyant and clairaudience, so time and distance is no issue for me. You know, I can do a reading whether somebody's five feet away from me or 5,000 miles away. It doesn't really matter. So right now... I'm mostly focused on um, the game, you know, company Attracted Games and, and getting the game out there. I'm also training people to be coaches um, using the Attracted Game set. So that's another thing that I'm sort of training people, certifying them. They're going out and they're doing events as well. 
Um, we actually have a couple of people in Colorado who are doing it and some people in Florida. Um, I'm, you know, I kind of feel like whoever shows up, you know, gives me a call. I'm always happy to work with them. Um, and I'm also writing articles and doing many, many other things simultaneously. But, yeah, mytransformationcoach.net is my, um, my coaching website. Anybody ever wants to contact me, feel free to do so. Well, I like that. So um, I would imagine moving the game forward is part of that. But what do you see um, in your future? I mean, how do you see your life unfolding? The way I, I, I study the law of attraction and then applying attractive is in every area. It could be health. It could be relationships. So what I found is exponentially things have increased in a way or improved. That was beyond my wildest expectation. I guess I would say I don't know what's going to happen next. I get excited every day I'm playing the game or I'm playing the game with other people. Um, I think that things that used to be miraculous will become, will become very normal for me. So I'm already seeing a lot of synchronicity, flow. Um, basically, once you clean out the subconscious closets of your limiting beliefs and emotions and patterns, um, there's no resistance. And so you set a goal and things can manifest very, very quickly. Uh, as a matter of fact, I told you I'm going to the celebration fair this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, a couple of months back, one of my clients, um, I had been doing an affirmation, which was um, I'm now being financially rewarded for making a positive impact in the world. So I was doing this affirmation for a couple of days. I had a client with one of my, a session with one of my old clients, and he goes, you know what, I'm going to give you a tip. And so he gave me like a, like a very large amount of money, which is actually how I got the booth when I put the order for the booth at the celebration fair. So it's just kind of funny how everything I needed is always there. What I need to have, I, need to, I have what I need to have when I need to have it. I know what I need to know when I need to know it. And uh, I, I don't know, all bets are off. I think anything is possible. So, you know, that's, you know, when we're developing a track and playing the game, I'm setting a certain vibration in the consciousness of humanity. You know, if you try to play Monopoly, if you go play Monopoly, it's pretty easy to pick up because millions of people have played it. If you go see a movie, a new movie that's been playing for a couple of weeks, it's now telepathically out there. Millions of people have watched it. So when you go see it, you know, it, it's a different experience. Same thing with Attracted. We're probably approaching several hundred people now who've already played it. And when it reaches a certain threshold, enough people, it would be very easy for new people to just pick it up and learn it like in half the time. This is what I found. Well, very nice. Well, you know, an hour can go by pretty fast. Um, I got more material. To, <laughs> well, I don't know that we we have that time. Um, I was joking. What? What? <laughs> fair enough. Um, what? What closing thoughts do you have for us? Well, I hope um, I, I engage the you know listeners in another time, maybe in person or with one of my other classes. Um, I would just say, um, you know, in the attractive game set, um, the last part of the game is position 30 manifestation. So I guess I would just leave the, the, um, the listeners with this thought, which is simply this. Everything you attract starts as an idea. You first made a request, had a desire, or set a goal. In one way or another, you ask for it to come into your life. Goals and intentions do manifest with time, energy, focus, and action. So my suggestion to all the listeners and to you, Les, and, and a good reminder for myself is keep setting goals and take action. And you can change your destiny. It can be that simple. Well, Egan, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. It's been a, a pleasure having you as our guest. Thank you, Les. It's been lovely to have an interview with you. We've been talking with Egan Sanders, and the topic tonight has been Attracted, which is a board game that Egan has created based on the law of attraction. It's, it's, a, it's the intentional creation of our future. It's the um, no longer worrying about um, what might happen it, or no longer having anxiousness about what other people are saying is going to happen, but rather to own to own the idea that you are the creator incarnate. You are a vehicle of creation 
both for yourself individually and and we all are co-creating a collective experience as well. You know what I like about topics like tonight is is we we look at the process of the power of human consciousness, the power of human consciousness as a vehicle of change for our human condition. And the more you get to trust, to own, to um, to understand and believe your ability to create, the more powerful you tend to think about what you want to create. In other words, if you don't think that you really have any power and you, you know, that that you're kind of at the uh, beck and call of, of, of life and you have no say in it, you're not going to be a powerful person. But through, um, through experience, through trust, through understanding of the, the mechanics of how human consciousness is what literally sculpts the future of humanity, then you can start trusting your role, your specific role. I, I think there's an exquisite grace, uh, just a phenomenal um, underlying grace to the mechanics of human evolution in that you, me, Egan, all of us have our own uniqueness. We all have our own unique desires. We all have our own unique authenticity and it's when we align with that innermost truth that that root authentic desire that our soul has for us to have as a human experience the more we become authentic and the more we trust our unique reason for being here, every one of us, our life purpose is different in some way, shape, or form. Our, our, the purpose we're here to contribute to the human story is different in some sh way, shape, or form. When you own your authenticity and you quit trying to copy somebody else and you just fully embody the essence of who you are, then all of humanity moves towards peace moves back into harmony with the nature of nature. And I suggest you, at this time in our human story, we're coming out of the karmic pressure cooker. <laughs> and there's so much raw desire in the heart of humanity for a better story, a more authentic future. Um, don't underestimate the power of your purpose, the power of your story the power of your own authentic desires because the, the the desire of our human consciousness is a very powerful force on this planet. So trust in the continuity of life. Trust in your own uniqueness. Others might not understand the mechanics of who you are, but they're not here to understand your role. You know, I have such pleasure in bringing you episodes, bringing you new perspectives, new understandings of the mechanics of human consciousness, if you will. I created NewHumanLiving.com as a platform to help people understand the power of, of the role they're here to play. Go to New Human Living and sign up for the newsletter, and, and some of my books are there. And uh, I'm just getting started in this life. It's, a, it's a, a most exciting time to be alive. Hey, I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for joining us tonight. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.